0: Hey there, podcast listeners, welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub.
1: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gouts, joined this time by Holly Kramer in our communications office. Welcome, Holly. Good to have you back.
2: Glad to be on. Greg celebrated a big birthday and now he's out. So yeah, He's
1: he's getting older, so we had to give him a little time off to recuperate, I guess. Uh, but we have an uh, exciting uh, guest today, an exciting topic to talk about uh, sustainability and green energy and recycling and on all things uh, involved in that. And so we've got uh, Ed Vallad here. So Ed, welcome to Field Days. It's your Thanks. first time, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yes it is. You're very excited to right. be on, I can tell. <laughs> So I guess, uh, why don't you start by telling the listeners a little bit about uh, yourself, your role in the
3: department, and how long you've been here, and and, and what exactly you do. Well, I'm the Physical Plant Division Administrator for the department. I've been with the department 34 years. Started out as an electrician, worked my way up through the ranks. Um, For the last 10, 12 years, I've been up here in the Physical Plant Division. And uh, actually, my first duty was taking over the green initiative or the um, energy efficiency initiatives that uh, were put into place by Jennifer Granholm back in 2005.
1: You know, I wanted to get into that, just talk about the fact that we have you on today, obviously, because in last, a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, Governor Whitmer announced that we were going to have our first uh, green prison, and you were very intricately involved in that, we, we'll, and we'll get to that, but I want to make sure people, especially our staff, understand, and they, I'm sure that they know, especially those that are in Jackson, Ionia, that we've been doing this for a long time, right? You know, we, We've had a lot of efforts uh, in this in this realm.
3: Yeah, correct. As a department, we're way ahead of the curve. We're real proud of that. We uh, we started out with energy performance contracting at uh, three pilot sites. We were the first in the state of Michigan, as far as a department, to do that, and uh, I think we're the only one that has done it to date and we've done some big projects we did Jackson like you mentioned and and Ionia complexes and decentralized our power plants there and a lot of good stuff to save energy and green our prisons and work towards sustainability I forgot you you mentioned the the RF funds, so that I forgot that those were all from the stimulus you know back correct back Back in in the, yeah yeah back in the uh Obama era they had a lot of uh, initiatives federally for energy efficiencies and we uh took advantage of that funding, and that kind of kick-started a lot of the initiative after the Grand Home Administration's 10% goal was set back in 2005. Yeah, I guess maybe we can take a step back uh, even further
1: and just explain, you know, why you feel it's important that the departments do these kind of things and be more
3: green and more energy efficient. Um, starts out with saving money, of course. They, they want to reduce your utility bills, but with that comes greening and you know reducing our carbon footprint and being environmentally friendly. So it's just you know it's a good thing to do overall.
1: We obviously we, we mentioned it just a minute ago. You know Governor Whitmer announced the green prison uh, plan uh, at St. Louis, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that project and. Just kind of describe it for folks and and exactly what's going to be happening there.
3: The sustainability work group was put together. I represent the Department of Corrections, and uh, part of that was just coming to the table with um, greening technology and sustainability, so that's, you know, recycling on through our energy savings initiative that we've been doing for years and kind of put us in a tight spot, really, because we had all the stuff in place already and now kind of re- invigorated us to come up with uh, some more. So um, we had considered uh, solar panels, green prison concept. So that was kind of on the back burner and we got that uh, approved. The director approved that and it kind of aligned with this initiative. And um, along with that, we came into some funding from uh, Consumers Energy to do audits of our facilities. So we're uh, going back through and some of our facilities that haven't had them yet. And then um, we are also... Looking at 100% LED facilities, we've got funding in place to uh, do that at Ionia Correctional Facility. And then we're looking at WHV and uh, and Saginaw as well, going through and just changing all the light bulbs into LEDs, which is a real short two-year payback.
2: I know uh, operating in an environmentally uh, friendly and sustainable way is something that's really important to the director. She really made that a priority, and last year she created an EPIC team to research Uh, ways to improve recycling in the department and to operate in a a more sustainable way. So that team just finished some of its work and is going to be releasing a new recycling manual pretty soon that everybody's going to be hearing about. But it also has some information in it about some uh, ways that we can reuse materials and uh, operate in a little greener way. So I know that's part of this initiative, too. Um, in terms of the solar reclamation and the money that we would save from that will also fund uh, some other initiatives, as I understand.
3: Part of the program that we've done to date is any utility incentive rebates that we get, we reinvest in the department and other projects. So every time we come up with a... Uh, like a light bulb change or new uh, boilers, things that save energy. Our uh, utilities offer a rebate. That rebate money is reinvested for future projects. Uh, we also have the matching funds projects that uh, we encourage facilities to match our funds and do uh, in-house projects. They do a lot of lighting and we call low-lying or low-hanging fruit type projects. A little you know easier projects and so that saves us energy as well
1: well uh, last week you know uh, we had the pleasure to uh go visit st louis and go see the the site uh, of, of the green prison and we got to talk with uh, uh warden vashaw a little bit about that so let's hear uh, from him real quick uh, on what he thought about the green prison with what it's going to mean for his
0: facility i'm really excited about it i mean obviously i'm a new warden and stuff you know when the governor and the director come to you and ask to make this happen and you know you obviously you want to give your best foot forward so and we've got the space for it I think it's going to go over really well especially once it gets all set up how cool it's going to look with all the panels you know a big field of them initially I mean once the employees get more informed of what what's going to happen and then when they can actually see it out there happening I think they're going to get pretty excited about it especially when it starts saving us money and then, you know, there's talk also about additional green programs as far as recycling and composting. And a lot of that they might be directly involved with, and I think, you know, that's going to boost their morale with having, having a hand in it, so to speak. We haven't really had a chance to talk to them yet about it because, again, we're waiting to see what uh, contractors kind of bid out for us and what, what they plan for us. But I've mentioned it at times in my rounds, and people are th- kind of interested about it, you know, because a lot of folks, I think, do it themselves and their personal lives. I know I do. So, I mean, obviously, the first thing is people are concerned about is money. But when you have a hand in the environment, I mean, why not give it a chance and see how it works out?
1: Well, one of the questions that I had for the warden was why St. Louis's pick, which is kind of unfair because it was mostly you and some folks here chose that site. So maybe you could better explain.
3: So, we've been looking at renewable energy for years. We've looked at, um, we've got a few sites that lend themselves for wind. And solar because we have the property, we have the south facing uh, acreage but it's never been uh, feasible because we look for a 15year payback. Wind is still way out there the maintenance on wind generators are real high and you need a lot of acreage around your property in case something goes wrong. but the solar has come down in the last couple of years where it's obtainable. So we uh, looked at utility rates, acreage, things like that and St Louis was on our short list because of the uh, rates we currently pay for there in in St. Louis so the payback was well under 15 years so that was kind of one of the deciding factors.
1: And so what's the what are the next steps for for that to make that happen is the RFP out or where are we at? There's
3: a request for uh, an RFQ request as a questionnaire and we review that in fact I got a meeting Friday to do that and then we go into an RFP we have a short list of three vendors from the RFQ, and then we uh, engage them in a actual audit. So they will go in and they will look at everything and come back with proposals. And they won't only do solar, they'll look at boilers and heating and lighting and things like that that will fit into a 15-year payback, and we simply use the savings in utilities to pay for a lease that uh, pays for the capital needed for the project. Now, when I, when you and
1: I were talking a couple weeks ago in the lead-up for this uh, announcement, because we were getting a lot of uh, media attention, uh, you showed me s- some of the audits that, that we kind of did, and we looked at all of our facilities and which ones might be the best. And, and I think there are about a half dozen or so that, that met the kind of the initial requirements, of, uh, obviously, which St. Louis was one. So is there uh, the possibility that we could do more of these uh or yeah. are we going to wait to see kind of how this works?
3: And well, yeah, this is kind of a pilot, but, yeah, I hope we can expand on that. Um, there's a lot of facilities like Ionian Jackson where we've done so much now that it's hard just to fill, you know, fit solar in, but we are looking at partnership opportunities with utilities and third-party uh, entities because we do have the acreage, and there's definitely room for expansion and more projects.
2: Are there any other opportunities uh, for different green initiatives at St. Louis that we're looking at right now, or possibilities down the road as the solar project gets ramped up and starts generating some savings for us?
3: So at St. Louis, we're looking at, like I said, the the you know the normal stuff, but we're also looking at green stuff that really doesn't have the fifteen-year payback, but. Um, fits the green prison initiative like uh, water catchment, composting, things that will segue into the um, recycling initiative and, and goals. So one thing that's in the back of my mind is water catchment and flushing toilets with that water. So it's non-potable water, but it'd be uh, nice to save that uh, you know, amount of water in your ut- utility bills by actually flushing out the toilets that are in the prison. So we're looking at that as well
2: and water catchment if just to explain for listeners is that's collecting rainwater to use for water at the facility is that right
3: correct correct eaves and you know water
1: troughs things like that and again like you said this is for flushing toilets not potable water it's not yep. for drinking water or anything like that it's correct. going to be just for correct. which when you have you know what, 1,200 or 1,100 yeah. individuals uh, 24-7, you're going to have a lot of toilet flushing, so
3: you'd be able, to, that's a huge water bill, uh, that's a, probably that's a huge part of the water bill, I would assume. It is, it is, and that's another part of our, our savings is the uh, water savings initiatives. They have uh, programmable controllers that we use on our toilets, so that's part of our uh, portfolio of savings as well. It's not just electric and gas, but water and sewer. And I guess when
1: we talk about the savings, we probably maybe drill down that a little bit more in terms of the, the dollar amounts because they're pretty, pretty big numbers, especially for, for the, the green prison portion. Uh, I think it's about 1200000 million we're expecting to save over 15 years, right? Correct. After that, it, that's all becomes our savings because right now, throughout the 15-year period, we're paying back the contractor because this is no cost to us up front. They pay for everything, and then we pay them back. Over correct. The course of that 15 years so. correct after year 16 uh, what, what what's that facility gonna be looking like potentially uh, in savings
3: correct the same million plus a year will be there instead of paying that lease payment for the work that will be a, a savings to us and that's great and so I think that that along
1: with you know some of the efforts that the recycling team is doing I think there sounds like there's a lot of room for financial savings as well as obviously just the environmental benefits uh, right how I mean that's what you guys are really focused on was on both both sides of that coin.
2: Right. The expanded recycling that you mentioned people are going to be seeing at St. Louis, that's going to be instituted department-wide. It was really clear when this team was formed that there are a lot of people in the department that are really passionate about recycling and about being more environmentally friendly. So there are a lot of different options that were looked at, but department-wide we're going to be seeing some expanded recycling of common materials that we're using every day like paper and cardboard, plastic, metal, and batteries and there's going to be some information that's coming out about that, some some posters and some other details along with information on what we can do with mattresses and wheelchairs and chairs. Instead of tossing them out we can repair them and replace them to just uh, reduce our waste department-wide. And I think
1: we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that you know this wouldn't be possible without you know Director Washington's leadership. This has been a a project and that's been on her mind for for a long time. She jokes and talks about the fact that when she was warden, and even I've seen her as director when she's in meetings, and people will throw plastic away in the garbage, she'll be the one to take it out and go put it in the recycling bins. So, I mean, if you can talk about that, Ed, uh, how much it's what her leadership has meant to to this project?
3: Yeah, it's it's been awesome. Uh, she's been a big supporter and uh, allowed us to do a lot of the out of the stuff box. The solar is one thing. Uh, that we've been wanting to do for years so yeah made it possible for us to advance that and it's it's appreciated it, and it is exciting to think that we're getting to that point where we can uh, do some significant things with uh, renewable energy.
1: Yeah, because it really is exciting. I mean, this will obviously be the first solar that goes on in in prison uh, in Michigan, Uh, and we're probably maybe in the top ten or so in the country. I don't know if if you've looked at how many other states are doing solar, but I can't imagine it's a whole lot.
3: Yeah, it's just and as a department within the state, it's just exciting to be on the leading edge of things as we meet with the uh, Governor's Sustainability Team. I've been able to offer a lot of experience in what we've done and I think that's given other departments some goals and some traction on their initiatives as well and uh, yeah it's it's been exciting.
1: And before we go I guess uh, I want to mention one other project and you touched on it briefly but uh, you know, Governor Whitmer has these sprint teams and it's not the phone company it's these uh, I guess quick action uh, things that you can identify that you can you can do quickly and one of those you just uh, announced uh, last week and that's going to be uh, ICF is going to be the first facility in the state that's gone to completely LED lighting right?
3: Correct you know this uh Green Prison was one of our sprint getting that into a, a, an audit and then the uh the, the study on the other facilities or some of our other sprint projects now most facilities well I think all facilities now have LED
1: lights on their perimeters right we've either completed that or have just about completed that but this is going to be internal like in the housing units and the administration building, like every, every light is going to be LED right
3: correct uh, the one at st. Louis will be done by November 30th so we can take advantage of a higher uh, return rate on the rebate from the utility they have some year-end incentives that they want to get rid of so we stepped up and said hey we're we'll make it happen so we partnered with uh, gray bar electric and we um, A vendor and the facility is going to be helping, and a lot of lights, a couple three thousand light bulbs will need to be retrofitted and changed out. And where does the funding for that for that program come from? It's self-funded, but then the rebate funding will will come back to us, and then we will reinvest that further down. So we have some year-end funding that is available and we're going to use that for this purpose yeah
1: and i think it was earlier this year we had a big presentation with consumers energy and and if anybody uh wanders up to the fifth floor in gvp outside of ed's office there's a big one of those big fancy checks uh, from consumers energy for almost a million dollars reflecting all the different energy savings that uh, you and your team have been involved with uh, over the years uh, with, with consumers so that's pretty cool too
3: yeah, that was something to be proud about.
1: All right, well, hey, unless we have anything else, I think we probably uh, should uh, we should get going. But I really appreciate, uh, Ed, for all you do, and you and your team have done amazing things. And with uh, Director Washington and Governor Whitmer, and having you on this team that the state has, like you said, definitely shows the other departments, you know, what shows the fact that we've been doing this for a long time and have some experience and have some things to put on the table in the way of experience that shows that we know what we're doing and we've been doing it for a long time and we're excited to do even more. So thank you so much uh, for being part of that and thanks for being on Field Days.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Okay, so that was great to hear from Ed and all the things that uh, that we've been doing in this realm for quite a long time. Uh, and, and I know we brought in, Holly was a perfect person to have on as co-host. Greg wouldn't have known anything about that topic, but uh, Holly was on the recycling team, so I'm glad to have you there to lend your expertise as well.
2: Yeah, great to hear from Ed, and shout out to the Epic Recycling Team for all the excellent work they did. Um, in the last year on the manual and looking into some other green initiatives and we're looking forward to Getting more information out about the manual soon You'll probably be seeing a letter come out from the director introducing that
1: very cool. So uh One other thing that uh, is great for Holly to be here for, because again, one more thing that Greg would know nothing about, and that's SECC, right?
2: Yeah, Joelle and I uh, our producer of the podcast, are department coordinators for the state employees charitable campaign. So we've been communicating with volunteers at field offices and correctional facilities across the state about the upcoming state employees charitable campaign that kicks off on September 9th. And uh, it's a campaign that includes thousands of charities statewide. It gives employees an opportunity to donate through payroll deduction to any charity that they feel passionate about. So I'd encourage you to visit the SEC website. That's um, M-I-S-E-C-C dot org. And you'll also be seeing information come out from us and from the State Employees Charitable Campaign as that gets started.
1: Very cool. Well, yeah, everybody keep an eye on that. And now before we go, and again, it's another this is like a trifecta of reasons why it's good that greg is not here is because we have a surprise for greg that we are very excited to share with everybody some of you may have seen on social media that this past weekend greg had a very special and monumental birthday we actually had a surprise party for him that was a lot of fun but we didn't stop there because uh, i can't be stopped i have to go one step further i got him a special present uh Aside from the crazy socks that I got him that have my face on them, that I'm looking forward to him wearing in the office uh, someday soon, I went above and beyond because this is a podcast, so we had to have some new audio to add to uh, Greg's surprise, and I got a good friend, a special guest, to come on and say a little something for Greg. Now, this individual, according to CNN, won the second presidential debate in 2016. I'm not talking about President Trump; I'm talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Ken Bone. If you don't know who he is, you should Google him, look him up. If you watch the debates, he became internet famous overnight. Uh, he wore its huge red sweater. His name was Ken Bone. He was just a cool Midwestern guy that asked a really good question at the debate. Uh, and even in his own bio, uh, he has a lot in common with Greg, because in his own bio, he says, I should not have fans, uh, but I do. Uh, Greg doesn't have fans, but I also agree that he shouldn't have fans. So we reached out to Ken, uh, and he gave us this special message uh, for Greg's birthday.
3: Hey, Greg, this is Ken Bone. I promise it is me, even though I'm not wearing the sweater. It's hot outside. I want to wish you a happy 40th birthday from your younger podcast co-hosts, Chris and Holly and Joel. Uh, everybody on the Field Days podcast crew, I want to wish you just an okay day. Uh, so try not to get too germaphobic and enjoy your socks. Thanks for being a great dad.
1: But that is not all. Because... Our producer, Joel also had a very monumental and important birthday this past week. And so I reached out to another famous celebrity and got a another special uh, treat that I want you all to hear. I reached out to somebody not as famous as Ken Bone, but famous in her own right. She is a television star, I guess if you could call it that. This is all I could afford. So uh, her name is Joelle Ashley. Obviously, I wanted to have somebody on whose name is Joelle. You may or may not recognize her from her time in screen and film. Uh, according to IMDb, her biggest credit uh, to date is playing the role of girl on one episode of That's So Raven. She was kind enough <laughs> to send a message to Joelle, so let's hear that now.
0: So it's weird. I've never met anybody with my name before, but happy birthday, Joelle. Penny and I in the Field Days podcast crew want to wish you a happy birthday, You are doing an amazing job at work, and I'm sure it's because of the university you went to. Fire up, Chips. Happy birthday.
2: (laughs) Chris, my birthday's in December, and I'm expecting big things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before it's anybody else's birthday, we should probably (laughs) sign off now, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did this episode of Y'all Day's Podcast. Right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at FOA and the CFA account at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, Thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.